This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. He jumped to a 7.1! Jesus, can you get the hell out of there? Everybody get off the deck! Oh. The Brony beaten! Now, pie-eating, trailblazing, eyebrow-raising, stronger than a bear, faster than a buck, the biggest thing to hit Canada because the maple leaves suck. Welcome to the party, pal. Action Movie Reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Get to the chopper! yippee mother I'm in an electronic store in Chinatown. Honey, it's going to be okay, but I need you to listen to me. Getting out of there is going to be a complete gridlock nightmare, so get to higher ground. It's safer. That's where I'm going to be able to see you. Do you remember where we spent Mallory's birthday weekend? At Coit Tower? Yeah. Yeah, that that tall cement nozzle thing on the hill. Exactly. Don't stop anywhere. Go there. That's where we'll meet. Stay strong, honey. I'm going to get you. Before that, your bright green shirt. Before that, your bright orange shirt. You're running around here looking like a big fat bowl of fruity pebbles. This is Action Movie Rewind. Every Friday on Mackie and Judd, we go in and do deep dives, entirely two deep dives into some of the most noteworthy action movies in American cinematic history. And our journey through many eras of action movies has taken us to two things for the first time here. I think I think for the first time. I know, I know one of them is for the first time. The Rock Dwayne Johnson as a star and a natural disaster. This is our first nat- natural disaster? I think it is. Oh, you might be right. Hold I'm on just a second. Going I'm through trying the, to think. Have the, we ever done a... Yeah, you're... No, I think you're right. The only movie that didn't have a villain, like a, just a classic action movie villain, was Top Gun. Armageddon was the asteroid. Armageddon, you're right. So that's kind of a natural disaster. Yeah, kind of. No, you're right about that. <laughs> yeah. So Armageddon... Armageddon. It I like this that one... I like th- this one at least a little bit more for I really think this sort of could happen. I th- I think it absolutely I think it absolutely Armageddon, will happen. Armageddon there's a lot wrong. I think it's a long shot. By the way, we did rank in our in our in our villain rankings. We had the asteroid uh, I think it was the it was the sixth worst villain that I, we that we raised. I was going to ask you yeah. what's the bad guy? It's I'm the curious. earthquake, huh? Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's, All right. It, well, I would say it's the nature. Earth. It's yeah. nature. Mother Earth. And, and we'll get to it. But uh, this week, boyfriend. <laughs> what the boy? Oh, the the, the stepdad. The stepdad. The stepdad. Guy. 
stepdad. They're not married yet. Well, the boyfriend is the questions. British guy. Yeah, we'll oh, get that. oh, no, no, I no, no, no. I have numerous questions. Oh, there's oh, Declan. Declan, you get in line because I got <laughs> questions too. All right. San Andreas, 2015. Here's the summary. A seemingly ideal day turns disastrous when California's notorious San Andreas Fault triggers a devastating magnitude 9 earthquake, the largest in recorded history. As the earth cracks open and buildings start to crumble, Ray Gaines, played by The Rock Dwayne Johnson, an LAFD search and rescue helicopter pilot, must navigate the destruction from Los Angeles to San Francisco to bring his estranged wife and their only daughter to safety. Inexplicably, 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics' consensus reads like this from Rotten Tomatoes. San Andreas has a great cast and outstanding special effects, but amidst all the senses shattering destruction, the movie's characters and plot prove less than structurally sound. If you smell what the rock is cooking. A $110 million budget <laughs> turned into $474 million at the box office. Whoa. This movie starred a couple of beautiful women that uh, Declan would like to talk about. Paul Giamatti trying to warn everyone. Oh, love Paul Giamatti. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The jabroni beaten now. <laughs> Pie-eating, trailblazing, eyebrow-raising. Stronger than a bear, faster than a buck. The biggest thing to hit Canada because the maple leaves suck. Judd, what was your key takeaway <laughs> from I, this movie? Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, all right. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> Okay, I've got a few. One, I am never moving to the West Coast now. <laughs> I'm not going to chance that. Uh, off the review that you read, my takeaway was this. It's very clear, and it works. Any type of cohesive storyline is not important if you have Dwayne The Rock Johnson in your film. It doesn't have to track. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't matter. Also, the other thing. The it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Think. It doesn't matter what you think of this film. <laughs> also, the other thing that I my takeaway, I think that of all the films that we have done, and there have been, there have been a lot of. There's been a lot of of beautiful women in these films. So, like across the board, I think of all the films that we've done, this one uh, takes the cake for keeping the two central female characters who are, by the way, going through hell. Like, they are strong, powerful people. Love it. Uh, he keep the people that wrote this film, I think by the end, combined, despite what they go through, they have two scrapes, and their <laughs> makeup never leaves their face. Yeah, at one point, the mom That's had, my takeaway. She had, like, her eardrum blown out and blood coming out of her ear, and then by the end, she was like... She was great. She's in a she tank was, top. She's, she was good. Yeah, she's driving and the, the daughter, boat. And the a, daughter, like, drowns and stuff. And she's like, at the end, she's like, but I still look really good, right? She Yeah, she was unconscious for, like, several minutes. Minutes. Like, there, 10, 10 minutes. There would have been fear of brain damage in most human beings. She woke up and, like, hey, my makeup's still on. Five minutes later, and she's, like, snuggled back up with British guy that she just met yeah. 10 minutes earlier. Anyway, <laughs> my takeaway was <laughs> I that, that this film did did a fantastic job of being, like, these characters are going to go through hell, and the one thing we aren't going to make sure that we will make sure of is they look really good in the end. Yeah, that their hair is not out of sorts. I think between the two, I think between the mom 
and daughter, they have a combined two scrapes. Um, Declan, what was your main takeaway? From this uh, my main takeaway is I've never seen something so plausible look so ridiculous in San Andreas. So, I mean, an earthquake is, like, of this magnitude, is completely plausible. Like, we do action movie rewind, and we see the most ridiculous over-the-top things. But this movie is so over-the-top absurd. Like, I, I love it, but it was hilarious to me. From the opening car scene, which I'll get to in my least favorite part, too. From the opening <laughs> car crash scene, which is the most how did ridiculous. She, okay, yes. How did she not die? Yes. Oh, I, she I'll, literally I'll get, to, I'll get to that. I got a note. Fell off a mountain. I'll get to those parts, too. <laughs> I got a note. I got those in my notes. She's just sitting in her car waiting for a helicopter to come in there. I got I'm over here. <laughs> That part, the helicopter going sideways to get down, the dude being lodged underneath the car, uh, the fact that the mom... fine. We're going to tilt the house. Yeah. I think that's what he said. Yeah. My shoulder's shattered, but I'm going to be fine. The wife drives a flipping boat through the glass, which like would have sent her flying through, but no, nope, she's they, fine. After they drove it over a tsunami. Right. After they yeah. drove it over which, a tsunami. Which, by the way... propeller blades. Which, by, by the way, took a cruise liner ship... And threw it into the into San Francisco. <laughs> they've got they've got like a weekend party boat that just jumps you know, that. This, it's hilarious. Like like Jed said, cruise liner ship gets thrown into the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes, destroying everyone and, and killing into thousands. San Francisco proper. And they've got this you know like speedboat. They're on a pontoon. It's amazing. They're, not, They're yeah. basically on a pontoon with with a with a keg <laughs> in back. And and the rocks jump in the tsunami. So he's using a helicopter to come get her. The helicopter then goes down to a thrift store. I love how they quickly grab clothes in the thrift store. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but they both took two yeah. things off the rack and left the Didn't thrift even store. look at the tags or the yep. sizes. And the thrift store is fine after a helicopter crashes into it. Correct. It's like, oh, we just sort of went through the front. He gets the truck, then trades it for a plane, which he drives for like five minutes and then has to abandon the plane. Like, it is it is so over-the-top ridiculous. Steve Martin, John Candy, baby. It was great. So I liked it, though. Planes, trains, and helicopters. I think, okay, I think my main takeaway is that gr- growing up, at, my main takeaway is that this is this is The Rock's peak. I thought The Rock's peak would have been in the WWE, and I started watching The Rock in 1997 as a 12-year-old kid Getting into the Attitude Era, and I remember. I'll just give you a little. I'll just give you a little background here for for Judd and for some of the listeners that think wrestling's lame, which it totally is. But you're lame. I'm hooked. Yeah, you're lame. Yeah, because um, the the Rock is my favorite entertainer of all time. Just straight up, my favorite entertainer of all time. Mm-hmm. His story is fascinating. So so he comes from a wrestling family, and he was also a defensive lineman at the University of Miami in the early '90s. Um, I think he played with like Warren Sapp. Like he was, a, he was a good defensive lineman in college, and then he gets into the family wrestling business of pro wrestling um, in the in the mid '90s, and he was sort of jammed down people's throats as a babyface or a good guy in like '96, '97. So he he wasn't, and the crowd kind of turned on it because they didn't. They just thought like, who's this weird guy with like curly hair? And they're like, he's big, big smiley guy, and they and it just didn't work, and so. He was kind of a failed wrestler two years into his career, kind of a failed football player. And so you get into like 1998 and he comes back from an injury and he decided, okay, I'm going to be a bad guy. I'm going to talk in the third person and I'm just going to have the best promos ever. I'm just going to rip people up and down. Before that, your bright green shirt. Before that, your bright orange shirt. You're running around here looking like a big fat bowl of fruity pebbles. And so starting in 1998... 
he he came up with all of these catchphrases and the people's eyebrow. He could raise one eyebrow yeah. like halfway up his forehead. Yeah. And he just became straight up one of the greatest performers in ring and on the microphone in wrestling history. But he was only really no like being popular in late nineties wrestling, you were definitely a household name. Like those Stone Cold Steve Austin, those guys became national household names because wrestling was at its peak then. But he wasn't like on the level of a Tom Hanks superstar or of an Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you would have told me in the late 90s, hey, the rock stardom is only at like 20% right now. He eventually is going to be the most famous person possibly in the world outside of athletes. He has like 200 million Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. He is legitimately one of the most known people in the world now. And it's in large part, he had a bunch of movies leading up to this, and he was in Fast and the Furious movies. But I think San Andreas was like the big, no pun intended, the big one. For his career. And so my main takeaway is like the entire movie, the absurdity of it, The Rock being the hero. It's just like a great encapsulation of The Rock, Dwayne Johnson as an entertainer. So Declan, when did you first start watching The Rock? When do you remember? Um, Probably probably like early 2000s, probably like 2000 or so. I was more of a WCW kid growing up to start. Um I, my, my dad used to have one of those, uh, I don't even care saying this, he had one of those illegal pirate boxes that got us free pay-per-views. So I remember watching pay-per-views as like a young kid all the time. Um, and in fact, I remember vividly when Undertaker comes back at Judgment Day as ABA. Like, I remember that. That's like one of my earliest wrestling memories when the Undertaker, who was like... Okay, for the uninitiated, yes. ABA is the American, American badass. badass. It's where the Undertaker became like a real person who rode a motorcycle. Yeah. He was no longer like the, <laughs> the death guy. He was now an American badass riding a motorcycle. So I remember that vividly. But probably, yeah, probably like around 2000. And I remember Rocky, uh, the people's elbow and all these great insults. Yeah, it was it was probably like around eight years old that I remember The Rock. Joe, what was your favorite part of San Andreas? Okay, I've got a couple things. First of all, the the cartoon quality of this film included doing the one thing I love, and that is killing everyone you sort of don't like. Like you didn't, if, if you were a character, that the best part, in that vein to me was actually when when the the rocks at that point soon to be ex-wife goes to lunch on the top of the hotel in, in LA with her boyfriend's sister and she's like really obnoxious and asks about their dead kid and it's just like over the, and then like boom earthquake hits they kill her instantly okay the boyfriend gets killed they kill everyone that you, if you sort of don't like them, they are going to die. And then to go to what I think is Dex's least favorite part, I love the first scene with the car tumbling off the cliff because, one, it's just hilarious. But, two, this is where this film, make no mistake, delivered big time. <laughs> there was no question about, and, and I actually love this, pace of action yeah like, there, was, like, there was no like they like they didn't bring you in with the big storyline of the rocks impending divorce and, and his dead kid flashback and, to when their marriage yeah, was great yeah it's i like, mean they they did that a little bit throughout the course of the film with stuff but what i loved was basically from the second that film started they're, they're like we ain't gonna fool around here we're going to plausible or not we're going to give you action and they did a great job and I like that because, one, it, it, like, to me, signified the part that this was going to be a bit of a cartoon, which is absolutely fine. And, two, I want pace of film. Like, that's big to me. 
Don't dilly dally. If this is if if you are going to do a film that is just sort of goofy, be goofy and start it. You know, sometimes I, I actually when, like that, and I'm not joking. Sometimes when you see a 100 million dollar budget for a film, a lot of that money goes to you might have like six star actors or yes. actresses, and you feel like you need to lengthen the script for those actors, and, actresses, right? And we've seen that in this case. Really, the only like The Rock made twenty five million dollars for this movie. I don't know what Paul Giamatti made, but he was a pretty famous actor at the time in two thousand fifteen. Um, and then from there, they kind of felt like, all right, we don't really need a lot of character development for everyone else. Let's use the budget on special effects yep. and blowing up all of San Francisco. Yep, totally. So, uh, Declan, what was your favorite part of this movie? I mean, besides from Alex Adario, the entire film. No, um, go ahead. She she was a, a, she had a big heart in this movie. I can tell you that much. Um, <laughs> She's very smart. Big brain. She is smart. She's she had a smart. big brain. She uh, very, she very smart she, lady. she flirts very uh, very very elegantly with the dude <laughs> in 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 the in, in in her stepdad's workplace. I thought that was excellent. He's British. Yeah, and like you can Elegance tell, he's nervous. Because like, mm-hmm. and his little brothers, his little hype man, which I also appreciate as the youngest brother of four. Um, I loved, I loved that dynamic. I really did. I thought it was great. She was super smart too. But in all seriousness, the deaths are my favorite part in this movie. There is a lot of good justified deaths in this film. I love the scene when the wife is having lunch with her, with her friend up in that high high rise. And eventually the earthquake's happening and the rocks, you know, on the phone. They're like, just get to high ground, honey. Get to high ground and get everyone you can. And at one point, her friend opens the door to go to the bathroom and just falls to her death. <laughs> just like completely, the, the bathroom is now gone. The building is half gone. Yes. She is dead. She is gone. That's great. That great. I thought that, I know it sounds pretty morbid, but I thought that was awesome. No. Um, sounds good to me. And then I also love Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti is like one of my favorite actors. So, I thought he did an excellent job, and I I, yeah. I love his cadence, like his voice. Like I could listen to Paul Giamatti he's, read he's anything. Super creepy. So yes, he is. I love him in Billions on Showtime. If anybody watches that show, where he plays a U.S. attorney going after a hedge fund billionaire, he's a really good actor. Trading. And he he kind of plays Paul Giamatti and everything. Like he's just kind of the guy who's. He's looking to warn people, or he's looking to get people. Yeah, he can be a good bad guy too. Yeah, he. Although I will say it was kind of funny that the, there had already been a seven point one Richter scale earthquake that took out the Hoover Dam, and then there was a nine point one earthquake that took out Los Angeles in part of San Francisco, and then Paul Giamatti was like, "We need to get on TV and warn everybody." Yeah, it's like oh, I mean, well, thousands of people. And how is this building not? How is this building like still fine? Yeah. Like yeah, they keep showing fight. his office. It's Talk like it on the ground. everything's working. The computers are working. Let's get under a desk for a 9.0. Like buildings are toppling. He's like, get under a desk. More importantly, people need to know that the shaking is not over. And it's not aftershocks I'm talking about. San Francisco will get hit again. And it's going to be a bigger monster this time. Our models are predicting a 9.5 or greater. It will be so big that even though it's happening here in California, you will feel it on the East Coast. I cannot emphasize this enough to the people of San Francisco. You need to get out, and I mean now. And if you can't, you need to find any means possible to drop, cover, and hold on, because your life is going to depend on it. God be with you. God, he's he's great at, like, the the breathy drama. Oh, yeah. That's right. Everyone's going to die. <laughs> Also, did you notice, like, especially towards the end, like, some sexual tension between him and the newscaster? Yeah, she reached out and touched him. The the knee touch. In fact, that actually brings me to (laughs) 
I, I wouldn't say I, I, this is a good time for that since you brought it up here. I don't know if it's my favorite thing. I don't know if it fits in this category, but the idea of finding love during a natural disaster. Yeah, because the passions are high. Emotions but, are but running would high. you guys really be so we had the, the daughter and the British guy, you know, they're both like in their early 20s and they just meet. And now they're just like through this natural disaster where she almost dies and he has like a shard of glass almost cut his leg in half. And like now they're clearly going to get married through like just having <laughs> gone through this for a day. The Rock's going to be his the rock and his ex-wife are just back together. Yep. Paul Giamatti meets the news anchor gal. Like, would you guys be in the headspace to find your true love through a nine point one Richter scale you know earthquake? What? I think these films that 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 we have watched now for months, including Speed, which has the same sort of deal. I think what they're trying to say, and it might be true, is that is that going through a near death experience with a person of the opposite sex draws you to a point of being close because. You, you now have a shared experience, and that heightens. It's hard to replicate and that, that, though, and that heightened. Well, yeah, but that, go to a movie that's now, what Sandra honey? Bullock says. She says to to Keanu in Speed that the majority of relationships, if I recall the line correctly, that start in situations like that don't end well because of that. But still, the passion of the moment. I guess it's a big I, writing tool. I mean, I think it sounds like Declan probably would have been able to start any sort of relationship. No, with Declan this gal, could have though. passed her on the street, and you would have tried to start a relationship true. with her. It's very true. And she would have um, tweeted some about him, and would have been on. Not wrong. Um, I, I don't think like you're necessarily looking for love, but similar to what Judd says, you get so caught up. You're in not the looking moment, for it. It just kind of happens. It happens. I, I, I was just envisioning. It's a love I, I've. Yeah, I don't want to. Never mind. I, I was just envisioning ahead. like when The Rock was giving his daughter ten minutes of mouth to mouth resuscitation. Declan coming in as the reliever, like oh, actually right. bringing the right in here. Can I ask a question though? If you if you basically drown, okay, and you're out for as long as she is, what would the real brain damage be? Like she is out. Like she must have her heart must have stopped at some point in time, right? I think so. I like. Wouldn't you have brain damage? I would. I don't know. I. I don't. I don't think you just sort of snap out of it as quick like, as she yeah. did. I don't think it's like water. I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. Which, which I think you. <laughs> which I think you could do if you almost drowned, got pulled out quick. But like she's out for an extended period of time, right? So I would think that she she would have some type of long term effect. I feel like also for feel as, like a doctor could help us for as great as the Rock was at saving people and thinking one or two steps ahead. While his daughter was gasping for air and telling him to tell mom that she like she was basically saying I'm going to die as the water level goes up. Yes, he waited until the water consumed her and then she like started floating down to think. Oh, I wonder if there's like a yeah, way underneath dude. to kick the panel out. Why didn't he do that like two yes. minutes earlier? Thank you. I noticed this. I wrote down the same thing. Because then, then it wouldn't have been as dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Scorsese. It wouldn't okay. have been as All dramatic. Right. Um, where are we at here? Well, favorite part? My, yeah, think, your okay. favorite part. Okay, speaking of The Rock, I think my favorite part of this movie was just how The Rock's character was perpetually optimistic in situations where there's no way you could be optimistic. Right. Even at the end of the movie, him and his family have their arms around each other. They're sitting on the hilltop. They're looking at a destroyed, like, San Francisco is gone. We're the Golden Gate Bridge is gone. It's time to rebuild. Phil. And his line is, now we rebuild. Now we rebuild. What, what, what do we do next? Now we rebuild. And especially too with <laughs> no. Now you move to the Midwest. Yeah, that's what you do. We're moving, honey. We're we're moving to Kansas. And like the, I know there's tornadoes, 
<laughs> the news anchors that are like, yeah, this is uh, this is gonna be felt around the world. Like you're like, oh man, I wonder what's uh, what's going on in New York, what's going on in China, what's going on in Africa, and they're like, yeah, we're just gonna rebuild. And the movie just ends. Yes. <laughs> just over. What? And then the other thing, too, is so so yes. The Rock and his wife are – so there, there's a massive earthquake that's going from Los Angeles up to San Francisco. And the daughter is in San Francisco. And they're flying and trying to get their way from Los Angeles to San Francisco. And he keeps saying things like, I'll find her. I promise. Yeah. Right? I just sounded like Liam Neeson there. Hey there. I will find you, and I will kill you. I have a certain set of skills. It's like, so, so they're in San Francisco, one of the biggest cities in the world. A tsunami and an earthquake have just hit the city. But yes. don't worry. We'll for sure find you. And they you. happen to see no her because she has, a, she has that green light then to shine on their boat. Hey, it's Pretty our, amazing coincidence. It's our daughter. Yeah. Um, the fact that The Rock picks up people in his helicopter like it's an Uber is pretty impressive in Correct. this movie. The old people? Giving the old people Thanks for the, the call. truck, Thanks too. for the truck. Here's my plane. How about this? That's the, not a good trade. The San Andreas <laughs> fault line opens up, and The Rock asks the old guy, as they because they, they reach it and they realize they can't drive across the road, is there a way around this? <laughs> I don't know. It stretches from L.A. to San Francisco, yeah. so Well, you could try not. 70 miles back going that way, and then you just come up the 307, and that might work. I don't think so. Why would you trade? But I mean, old man, like gets the truck. He's like, "Thanks a lot. Here's my plane." That that would be like me going to a family in Wyzetta with a home on the lake. And all right, here's the deal I got for you. I got this small house in SLP, but it's close to the city. And just give me your house, okay? Thanks a lot. Actually, I actually think, but I disagree. I actually think the truck is the more valuable thing because, like, you're only going to use the plane once. He, he gave the, away his truck to use he, the plane for like two hours, and then he, cra- and then he and, allows the plane uh, to crash. And and and, 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 <laughs> and and he perfectly uh, parachutes with the wife in AT and T Park. Honey, we're gonna parachute inside the stadium. She's like, "What? Well, okay." First time I got you to second base in a while. Yeah. I actually really like that line. Yo, that yeah, he's got good. lines. That was a pretty good line. I mean, they damn near hit the lights, but they yeah. don't. Yeah, okay. All right. What is your least favorite part okay. about Sandres? Okay, Jeff? here now. There's a lot of things. To, to what Dex said that are not plausible about this film. And I'll play along. I'll play. You know what? It, it was it was cartoon fun. That's fine. But I got what I got one that struck me. <clears throat> the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Ray, what? what what's his last name? Um, let me see here. His name is Ray Gaines. OK, Ray. We Gaines. really didn't get names here at no, all. No, did. and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Ray Gaines works for the Los Angeles Fire Department. OK. There is a huge earthquake at the Hoover Dam, okay? He's going to go the next day with his colleagues, his comrades, to help out. Yet when the earthquake hits the West Coast with L.A. and San Francisco, he takes the company helicopter. Yes. And instead of helping and getting with his comrades, he basically commandeers it as his Correct. own, as, as Phil just said, his own Uber, and he sets so, off for San Francisco. And here's what I love. Yes. So I'm willing to sort of buy, okay, yeah, oh. he's a wild card. You know, you don't know. Nobody tries to get a hold of Ray Gaines. Correct. Like, there's no one Correct. from the fire department to be like, hey, wait, Ray, wait, dude, wait, wait, you're going to bring the damn helicopter back? Dude, we got to save people. Yeah. So he just takes off. 
Would it have been that hard to explain some storyline? I don't know. His colleagues all got killed or something. But, like, they're all just gone. They, they're in the first scene. Yes, and yes. I assumed from the first scene that the whole trickle-down was, okay, Ray's got these, you know, three guys, and they've all served in combat, right? And, like, they're all going to go save people. And that's what the film's about, an earthquake, and they're going to save. I totally got that. No, they're gone. Crushed shoulder guy gone. Everybody gone. And then and then Ray just takes the copter. And then it crashes. But it crashes that he just sort of sets it down into a store that doesn't then blow up. Right. And off of that, how am I supposed to believe anyone lived here? What do you mean? Like anyone? Anyone in the damn film. <laughs> Anyone, including well, not, Ray Gaines. Not everyone is going to die. Including, in fact, I've got some data on this that we'll get to. But the helicopter, the I know, but the helicopter crashes anyway. But I love the fact that he basically starts off as this company guy, and he's an L.A. FD guy. Right. And then he just sort of goes wrong. Yeah, I guess I, it's funny. I had not thought of it from that perspective that, okay, probably going to need that helicopter and the like the best guy to, yes. to Fly save it and Los save Angeles. people. Like this guy's clearly amazing at saving people with a helicopter. Yeah, and he just took it for his own reasons. He yes. just he flies it to San Francisco. <laughs> yes. He's like, "We're honey, we're going to San Francisco." Dex, what was your least favorite so thing about this? One movie? of them was that what judges laid out. I, I literally wrote down. So you're telling me a firefighter was able to just abandon his position to rescue his ex-wife and daughter? Like that was just that went unasked. No, no one, no one stopped him. No one was like, "Ray, what the hell?" Like we were expecting you. On the Golden Gate Bridge an hour ago, and you're now in a truck and in a plane, and you're landing in AT&T Park. What, what happened here? Yeah, he's I, fired for sure, right? I thought that was, like, just ridiculous. Um, I The stepdad sucked. I did not like the st- classic stepdad, though, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. classic movie portrayal of a step-parent. Well, okay, um, in fact, and, who, who, where does he rank among your, your favorite movie step-parent or least favorite characters? The one that I remember the most is from Liar Liar with Jim Carrey, yeah. where the stepdad tries to emulate the claw, and he just does the one finger thing. I don't know if you guys have seen that oh, movie. I've seen the claw. The, the, no. It's the claw. It's an annoying stepdad, um, for sure. Also, though, what ha- like the step? The last scene I remember with the stepdad is he throws that guy after like that you know that windstorm's coming to get in the barrier. Is he seen again? Yeah, yes. he gets killed on the Golden Gate Bridge. He they does get him. killed on the bridge. The, so the the big the big boat. Yeah. The, so it's funny they're they're all by the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, the Rock and ex wife are in the boat trying to go over the tsunami. Right. And then the big uh, what kind of that what would cruise, you call it that cruise liner? Yeah the yeah the ship liner whatever it is. Uh, so that gets capsized and tipped right. over, and okay. one of the compartments falls and kills the stepdad. Oh. who's standing on I the was, Golden Gate I Bridge. was thinking about Alex Adair the whole time, so I think yeah, I think part, his last um, line is "Oh bleep." Oh, yeah, got and it. then they just crush well, good. Him. Yeah, yeah, it was a justified another game. Oh, it's a great a justified killer. death. It's a great killer. Um, yeah. So yeah, my, my least favorite part is the fact that yes, the Rock just was able to abandon as a firefighter with his post to go rescue his ex-wife, and I get rules might be like a little bendy in the event of a. <laughs> 9.8 Richter scale earthquake, but at the same time, I thought that was a little, little ridiculous. Yeah, I had that one on my list for sure. The other one I have on my list for for least favorite thing <laughs> is the so put yourself in the shoes of the British guy for a second, okay? The British, the British, uh, I guess boyfriend of the Rock's daughter now. So they just met in the mm-hmm. lobby, and he's got a little crush because she's cute, and uh, he, you know, he he goes up for his little meeting, and he has his brother get the phone number. Uh, but they they oh, they talked for like ten minutes or something in the lobby, and so he doesn't really know her or her backstory or she. I mean, she could be a drug like, dealer. Like who knows? Who knows what she is? Right. But 
she continues to say, even though thousands of people are moving in one direction to get away from danger, with no phone contact or anything, she continues to tell the British guy and his brother, no, we need to go this way, and we need to go to that building because that's where my dad's going to find us in his helicopter that he's flying from Los Angeles. And so I think my least favorite part is the amount of trust that she has that her, that The Rock is going to find her in San Francisco in the middle of an earthquake and a tsunami. And then the level of trust that he has in a girl he just met that her dad is going to save them. And he doesn't, but his brother then is is like, I think that we should follow Blake. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, I, ben, I, I think we should follow Blake. I'm just saying I, I have trusted a woman that is going to get me to somewhere that is not where I wanted to be. So I, it, it can happen. So I, I, I don't think it's that <laughs> unbelievable that that guy was following her to where what she was saying see i think he let his heart take over there i think he knew they were going to die but you know what if i'm going to die i might as well be with this gal right pretty 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 not a bad way to go out all right (laughs) not a bad way to go that one's dead serious he's like yeah i'd die yeah all right least believable thing okay off my point i'd like to go (laughs) how much time do we have i'd like to go i'd like to go through some of the main characters in this film who indeed did survive okay i'm going to start with with the Rock's soon-to-be ex-wife, Emma, who is on the roof of a building lunching with her new boyfriend's sister, who they kill quickly, which is great. Great. Okay. The building basically starts collapsing. The Rock tells her, go up to the roof. I'll come get you in my helicopter, which I've <laughs> commandeered from the Los Angeles Fire Department. And then, and then, to Phil's point, because they've got special effects money to burn. They keep having various floors collapse underneath her from the top on down. So she's like falling down floors, literally floors. There's there is concrete tumbling around her. You would get crushed, but she is falling where I think they they show like two falls that she takes where there's be no question that you would just pass out. Like like you would hit the concrete falling and, and you'd pass be unconscious. Out. For you'd sure. be unconscious. Yeah. She keeps getting back up like Rocky. But she's not even like cut like uh, like hairs or tufts of hair. Yeah, she has like a are, like a dirt smudge on her forehead or something. Yes, yeah. the daughter when she drowns again, she doesn't just quickly drown and the rock brings her back and now we're all good. She's passed out for I would say minimum five minute span, but she just comes to. I at some point in time here, like it would have been really. Easy to say. I think we should just tweak that just a little bit, like, like the wife. I don't know, man. I think like I, the wife. I don't think I, she needs to be tumbling down floors. I, hey, you know what? The building can be about to collapse, but he saves her right before. I think they committed to jumping the shark here. In in all I ways, I don't this think movie. you're wrong. But anyway, that is there. There are lots of things about this experience that weren't believable that one took the cake for me. all right dex least believable thing yeah it's it's the opening scene yeah I'm with, with, this, me and dex have the this same is one. so absurd like I, I love how they're playing a little texting and driving game like oh she's texting and driving she's probably gonna get you know hit by a head-on collision going around this curve down the valley in san, in san francisco california and then you know it's an earthquake happens and it and it run, runs her car off the road and then she falls down a gorg and she, like, tumbles, I mean, significantly 100 feet yes. down this gorg. Yes. She's wearing her seatbelt, but then ends up in the back seat and is just like, oh, my God, what just happened to me? That girl would be so dead, dude. Yep. She would not have any, like, whoa, oh, my God, I think I just fell down a gorg. Someone help me. So it was things ridiculous. that would have happened. The car would have blown up. 
The car would have also just like fallen further it wouldn't have down, stuck, right? Yeah, it wouldn't have stuck yeah. where it stuck. Right. Multiple different points of impact where there's no way she could have survived. I mean, at the very least, she would have been unconscious and severely injured, right? Yeah. So I felt the same way. And then, of course, like I think just to piggyback, my least believable thing was probably the risk factor with multiple different LAFD copter people of turning the helicopter sideways into this small crevice and going in and rescuing her in that spot. Um, I don't know. Do they do stuff like that? Like, is that something? All right, we're going to. What's the term again? What term? The, the Rock ha- has a term when, when he, oh, he says, oh, yeah. we're turn have, the house or turn something, the house, like that. something. And basically, they just sort of go upside down sideways. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I remember this is not to get crazy morbid here, but when Kobe Bryant passed away, I remember my, cause my, my brother was in the service, my oldest sister's in the service. And I remember we were just talking about, you know, just how terrifying helicopters were. And they both said, who have been in helicopters and have been overseas before, they were like, if I wasn't legally obligated in serving, I would never step foot onto a helicopter willingly. Like, I have, they have no interest in going into a helicopter. And both of them are like, they're not scared of heights. They're not scared of doing things that are scary. They said, I will never voluntarily go into There's a no helicopter. There's no backup for them. Yes. There's a propeller, it, it and if it goes out, you are done. The crap out of me. There's no engine. Yeah. That's my helicopter take. For the, There's no, there, yeah, no, I would never fly in one. No. Yeah. Seems a, no way. Seems Those unlike Grand unnecessary Can- Come see need, the Grand Canyon in my helicopter. I need Bleep my pre-cocktail elixir just to get into Delta no. Comfort, let alone a helicopter, I, dude. I need, I need guarantee, if I'm going to fly, of an engine that can go on if the other one shuts off. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's I can't. Fair. I got you. I, like, my propeller's out. What should we do, Judd? We're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, we're going to blow up, too, because this thing's full of gas. Where I, th- I think it's pretty obvious The Rock has become the number one wrestler-turned-movie star in history. I mean, he is the biggest action star in the world. His net worth is pushing a billion dollars, I think. I think I think Forbes has it between like $500 million and $800 million or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, I believe, is the most followed or one of the most followed people on Instagram. And he has, he's basically bigger than under, he has taken over Under Armour, essentially, right? Are there any other WWE stars that came close to being A-list actors? I mean, Hogan acted for a while, but it was mostly just hokey, cheesy stuff in the early 90s. Jesse Ventura was Ventura in some, some stuff. Backup, but some like backup stuff, right? John Cena's done a few things. John Cena is like a diet, diet, light version of The yeah. Rock in almost every way, even his wrestling career. Yeah, he's the zero sugar version of the soda. He's not even diet. Yeah. He's he's below <laughs> diet. Roddy Piper did some acting in the early nineties. I think Hogan actually Edge does some TV acting. Stone Cold is like kind of like I know he's still mostly involved with WWE behind the scenes and doing like talk show host stuff, but like he's kind of morphed out of that role a little bit. I think in my youth, I think when when I probably in my late teens, early twenties, I think the guy that took a shot at this, but he did not get close to this one, was Hulk. Yeah, like Hulk took the biggest shot at becoming a mainstream type of type of star, but I mean he didn't get close to this. I, I mean this this is this is for 2021 guys. This is as close to our guy our Arnold as I think that you can get. Yeah, and, and by the way, The Rock in a remake of Kindergarten Cop might be damn good. Oh well, he did he did the Tooth Fairy like ten or fifteen years but, ago. But I mean that Kindergarten Cop role. He'd yeah. be good in it. Yeah, it'd be the exact it's, same type of thing. It's hilarious because John Cena would would John Cena would make fun of The Rock, you know, ten years ago for starring in you know your movie career. How's that going, Tooth Fairy? It's like, well, well, John, 
What's your net worth compared to The Rock? I and feel like I have to defend The Rock. Cena's been in in what? He he was in the one with Amy Schumer, the Train LeBron wreck. James, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which was not really a good I film. Like that movie. And he sort of played a what the boyfriend in that one? Yeah, like yeah. he didn't play a instrumental role yeah, in that one, correct. as I recall. Yeah, and John Cena, I think, starred in the Marine Two or this, something. Yeah. Or, this yeah. film, this film with the wrong action star would have sucked. This was an Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. level movie. I like. I'm with you. But but if you if you cast the wrong the wrong action star in this film, it would have been unwatchable. Like awful. I have a whole category here for you guys from Forbes.com and a couple other write-ups about the re, the realistic or not nature of the big one. The like nice. how realistic is it that that magnitude of an earthquake could happen at some point? I'm just oh. going to read you some stuff. All right. Experts define the big one as a quake of at least 7.8 magnitude along the southern part of the San Andreas Fault. That quake would be 44 times stronger than Southern California's Northridge earthquake of 1994, which caused 72 deaths, 9,000 injuries, and $25 billion in damage. In 2008, a group of scientists, engineers, and others predicted the big one would lead to more than 1,800 deaths, 50,000 injuries, $200 billion in damage and other losses. Mm -hmm. A scientific forecast released in 2014 pegged the likelihood at 48% of at least one California earthquake with such magnitude or more within the following 30 years. Big quakes, so, yeah, so we're seven years into that study. Uh, Big quakes like this occur on the southern San Andreas every 45 to 230 years, and we haven't had one in 161 years. Thanks, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, thanks, So, again, 1,800 people will die, 1,600 fires will ignite, most of them large fires, 750 people will be trapped inside buildings with complete collapse, 270,000 people will be immediately displaced from their homes, 50,000 people will need ER care, 11 days out, people will start to drink more, search and rescue efforts will last for 19 days. What was the the drink more? 11 days out, people will start to to drink more. So there's some type of... I don't know what that means. That one. I don't know what that like means. It, it, I mean, the pandemic, that was the same thing in the pandemic. Liquor store. No, but it says. No, it's like 11 days. Out, but it's like you have a trigger of stress in your life, that yeah, you, but know. you don't know exactly what that's going to be. And indeed, it's an earthquake. So what yeah, does earthquake proofing buildings do up to what? So, I don't so know. So like a building, a building won't collapse you. up to what? A I don't six? know. Six? My, my friend lived in. L.A. proper, I believe, in the early 2000s, and, and he lived near Dodger Stadium, and I remember there was a warning of some sort in, on his property or something. It, it was an, it was a great house, old house, and the warning was something along the lines of, at some point in time, there would if there is an earthquake of a certain magnitude, your house will basically liquefy and collapse. Like liquefy? It, yeah, it was like, it'll just collapse, it'll, it'll just like bang. I didn't get it, but the point being is, why would anybody live in California? It seems a little risky. Like it tornadoes. Seems a risky. I'm, I'm willing to risk a tornado because guess what? Odds are it ain't going to hit my house. I got good odds, right? Yeah, good odds, yeah. Earthquakes take everything. <laughs> like if you're near the San Andreas Fault, it's over. I know. I t- and that's it, a you thing because you live there. Especially because like, you're 160 years into this. You know there's going to be a big one, yeah, whether it's right. in five years or 15 years. So, all right, definitive bad guy rankings. 
Okay, to this point, and by the way, the criteria here is how iconic is the bad guy, how ruthless is the bad guy, how charismatic is the bad guy. And to this point, the Terminator is our number one ranked bad guy. Hans Gruber from Die Hard is number two. Michael Myers from Halloween is number three. Cyrus the Virus from Con Air. Simon Phoenix from Demolition Man rounds out our top five. At the bottom end, we have the incompetent Russian military from Rambo 3, the muggers from Death Wish, the French drug lord from Bad Boys, Gans and Billy Bear from 48 Hours, and Cullen from Kindergarten Cop. Just above Cullen is the asteroid from Armageddon. And so for you guys, where do you think Mm. nature, mother nature, from San Andreas should rank here? I I think the important thing to recognize here is this is actually realistic. Like of all... That of all the things that we have seen so far, this one's I know the asteroid was to an Armageddon, but that like it wasn't really like charismatic. I would also add to that, Dex, that the asteroid is not nearly as iconic as Mother Nature. Like people, people people talk about the big actually you know what? Let's let's call it the big one. Because the, the big one is the villain here. Sure. People have talked and speculated on the big one as long as we've all been alive. Mm-hmm. When's the net when's the big one gonna hit? So in terms of iconic nature, it's it's like a 10 out of 10. I mean, yeah, like the big one is 10 out of 10. As far as ruthless, it's 10 out of 10. Charisma, I mean, it did pick out the Golden Gate Bridge. It, like, it's it's flashy. But it's got no chance against The Rock. <laughs> well, it's lost against The Rock. He's got a pontoon. He's going to kick its ass. So where should this, you know, I th- mm. I'll just give you some all. Keep going. I think it's closer to the top than the bottom. I agree. So uh, keep going. Brad Wesley from Roadhouse. Cobra Kai from Karate Kid. Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon, Yvonne Drago from Rocky Four. Personally, love I think I think the big one is a fringe top five bad guy. Ooh, that's a little high for me because I, I like the people more than than the big one itself. What? So, where, where is Drago? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth. I don't think it can be above. Drago, because that's as icon- That's a great iconic. I mean, character. Drago did have a seismic punch. A seismic punch. I could see it being top ten. I don't think it's top five. Dex. Yeah, I I, I don't I think I can put it punch. above Drago. Like I, Yvonne I'm Drago. trying to talk myself into it. To be honest, um, I think we'd feel bad about that in the morning. I, I would do. <laughs> Dex, I think you'd wake I up know, and be I like, know "What did feeling? I do? What did I? Why what did I do? I do and what's going to happen on Twitter now that How I did do it? Do I get out of here? Um, I would say, yeah, I I would say it's ten. I would say it's it's, it's ten. Or we'll, we'll we'll sneak it in there right behind Ivan Drago. I think that's right fine. behind Ivan Drago. So that that, right. that puts it in front of what? In front of the Russian mobsters from John Wick, and yep. in front of Dennis Hopper from Speed. Yep, totally comfortable with that. Yeah, and and, and um, it's yeah. That's good. So so it's it's fringe top ten. Like it. Okay, one through ten. Right now, the only perfect tens are Terminator, Die Hard, and Halloween. Taken, John Wick, Commando, Beverly Hills Cop, Terminator Two, Fast and the Furious. And uh, the Expendables, Top Gun, and Roadhouse round out like the top 12 for us. Sure. The worst ones we've ever reviewed are Demolition Man, Kindergarten Cop, Shoot 'em Up, Bloodsport, and Mad Max 2. The exact smack dab middle, we've done about 40 or 42 of these things. Lethal Weapon, Casino Royale, Karate Kid, and Speed. So we'll start with Judd, 1 through 10. Okay, The Rock, I think, is really good. The film itself has certainly some huge holes, but I like the fact it gets to Action to me, it, it was, um, it was cartoonish in some ways, but that's not a put down. I'm going to go with a very solid seven. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a seven. I think Phil might be higher, but I'm I'm going to say because it it met a lot of criteria. It definitely did. I enjoyed it. I thought the time was perfect. Like it just got into things, 
and I don't think that it dragged on. It's a very solid seven. Dex? Yeah, I enjoyed it from start to finish. Um, even with the over-the-topness of a natural earthquake, I still thought it was hilarious and, 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 and captivating the whole time. Alex Adario is phenomenal. I'm giving it an eight. I think yeah. it's an eight out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. I'm giving it an 8.5. I thought it was <laughs> on the Richter five. scale. Yeah. It's <laughs> on the Richter scale. scale. Actually, I should, it's the big I, one. I should have Good. given it, what, I don't remember what the final earthquake was, like a 9.7. Yeah, something like that. Should have given it that. Um, I thought, yeah, I, I thought this was, it had star power in the rock. He's my favorite entertainer. It was fast paced. It was in your face. Um, I don't know. I, I it probably could have used like one more iconic character, but that wasn't the nature of the movie. No pun intended. I think you're right, Phil. I I think they they said screw the characters. We we've got the Rock, and we got a budget. Yep. Let's I, do I it. think you hit it. Let's blow some stuff up. I think you are exactly right. So that gives it that makes it a seven point eight, which puts it just ahead of Die Hard Two and Code of Silence, and just behind Point Break, Independence Day, and Bad Boys in our rankings here, okay. boys. And uh, we, we've come to a decision as a group because next weekend is Valentine's weekend. Mm-hmm. This is a big announcement. This is a major, big announcement, guys. major Mackie and Judd AMR announcement. We are going to pause Action Movie Rewind for a week. And we are going to introduce Rom-Com Rewind Rom-com? in celebration of love and Valentine's Day weekend. That's okay. And we've, uh, there's not even going to be a vote here. Okay. Judd and I have come to an executive decision that okay. we are going to review how to lose a guy in 10 days oh my God. for the first oh, we are doing that? Okay. rom-com rewind. It's a, that's fine. Okay. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Matthew McConaughey, one. Kate, you haven't seen this? I haven't oh seen this God. one. Oh, I, I think you'll like oh, it. Oh, your life is about to change. I think you'll like it, Dex. How to lose a guy in 10 days. And I wouldn't be opposed likes if a once a month we yeah. did rom-com rewind. I, I'm all for it. I love me a rom-com. We need to see if it's popular with with our our. Loyal Mac yeah. and Judd listeners. In fact, we but want I your feedback. It. Yeah, tell but like, I do it. Hit us up on Twitter. Like action at Jay Zilgat, at Phil Mackey, at Dex's tweets. Romcom rewind, yay or nay? And, and like, we'll do one next week, and you can see if it sucks or not. But just <laughs> give us some feedback if you've made it. I this think far. Declan's gonna love this film. Oh, I'm excited, man. I that's love my, that's my Kate guess. Hudson. I'm like, I'm all in. Oh yeah, it's good. I'm all 